Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com. Woo! Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to To Be the Man with the Nature Boy, Mr. Rick Flair. Rick, how are you, man? Good, man. Great. Great weekend with you and the guys. Wonderful time. Nice day in the boat. Wonderful. It was a home run weekend. We had a lot of fun. Can't wait for you guys to see some of the things we've been working on. But in case you've been living under a rock, it's time that you catch up. Rick Flair's wrestling his very last match. And it's happening in Nashville, SummerSlam weekend. We're doing the roast of Ric Flair to get things kicked off on Friday, July 29th. We'll have a horseman reunion on July 30th, which of course is a Saturday, right before SummerSlam. And on Sunday, well, it's about that time. The nature boy is going to walk that aisle one last time, Sunday, July 31st. All the details are at rickflairslastmatch.com. If you want to come meet Rick and get your picture made with Rick or pick up the brand new action figure, the first ever Jim Crockett promotions action figure. You can do all of that at starcast.com. That's S T A R R C A S T.com. But there you see it officially licensed by Jim Crockett promotions, wearing his retirement robe. And, uh, we just got actual photos from the factory, Rick. Uh, originally we had like a hand painted prototype and made you look a little wonky. Maybe like, uh, you'd had a, a night out with the horseman, but boy, that final figure is looking fantastic. Can't wait for you to see it in person. All right. I'm, I'm very excited myself, obviously. Well, let's jump into it. We promised you guys last week that we were going to throw you the keys to the show. We're going to do a little ask Rick anything. We got so many questions. Let's see if we can get to several today. Adam Arpin wants to know, Rick, let's say JJ Dillon wasn't available to manage the horseman back in the day, excluding the easy choice of Bobby Heenan. Who do you feel could have worked best in that role? Cornette. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's hard to beat, man. And I've heard rumors over the years that maybe there was an idea of what if, when maybe Arn and Tully left, what if the rock and roll, not the rock and roll, but the midnights just slid right in. Do you think that could have worked? I don't remember ever hearing that, but absolutely. Absolutely. What, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, it's hard to say anybody can replace Tully and Arm, but I'm certainly Bobby and Dennis, they were great, equally great. So the answer to that is yes, we just would have missed Arn's interview. Oh, so, no doubt. Yeah, I, mean, I love JJ's interviews, but I think Jim Cornette would have probably been an upgrade. He's second to none on the mic. Absolutely. But you're right. Arn had a way of putting an exclamation point. Yep. Sometimes you would be pretty flamboyant and over the top, but Aaron could bring it down to, I'm going to kick your ass. And that's what made it so special. Me flamboyant over the top. No, imagine that. <laughs> hey, so what you and I never really talked about the midnight express, but did you have a preference? I know your, your great close personal friends will Stan lane and, and had a hand in him getting in the business in the first place. But were you a Stan guy or a dentist guy, which version of the express did you prefer? Oh, it's, it's hard to, I, I, I liked them both very much, but I, it's hard to beat Dennis Condry. Yeah. I just think cause they were together for a long time, but Stan, did, Stan came in and filled his shoes. Well, and Stan did great. And I did, I, help, I did help him break in. It's a funny story. 
um, I was at the Hilton Hotel in Myrtle Beach with um, Ashley and Reed's soon to be for a year, year in several years to be mother. <laughs> and I was trying to get her drunk in the morning and order Bloody Marys. <laughs> and the guy opened the door and the guy goes, Shit, are you Rick Flair? I said, Yeah, man. And I think I think Beth had a bathing suit on. She looked really great. And she walked in and said, Nature Boy's in the house, man. And he goes, So then later on in the day, he came up to me at the pool and said, God, I'd like to get a wrestling. And then when I got back to Charlotte, he started coming down. We'd train in, uh, in my garage. I always had a home gym. So home gyms were always my thing long before COVID. Is, was Stan Lane really like the first and only guy that you helped train from the very beginning? Uh, no. Uh, <clears throat> Bill Irwin or Scott Irwin. And then, of course, uh, Gary Ports. Okay. Yeah, not in the ring ever, but I, I mean, just the 500 free squats, the, the, you, shit, the hard shit. The Vern shit. You put him through the Vern shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Michael McClanahan says, who is one modern day wrestler you believe would have excelled in the territory system and who is one wrestler from the territories you believe would have translated well to a modern day audience? Wow. A modern day wrestler who could have worked in the territory system. That feels like maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like we've seen a guy like Moxley go out and do that. Cause he's been working independent shots and he seems to enjoy that and be yeah. fun. And you've spent some time at the bar with him. Maybe he would have dug that. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I, John absolutely would have loved that. He's a rugged guy and he doesn't mind hanging out all night long. Either does his wife as I got detained up a flight in Boston after hanging out with him all night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We drank Bloody Marys at the bar in the hill at four o'clock in the morning and went to the airport at five for a seven o'clock flight. TSA was not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But uh, yeah, John Moxley, I think Roman would have been, could have handled oh, it. Yeah. Any of the guys that, that have family, I'm, I'm, I would venture to say Randy could have done it very easily. Um, I think anybody that grew up uh, second generation or third generation, like Randy, they knew how tough the, the it was an incredibly tough and insensitive life, but boy, we had fun. <laughs> Is there one wrestler from back then who would have worked really well today? Modern wrestling, me. <laughs> I was gonna say Bruiser Brody, it feels like he was such a figure, it's such a character. Uh, oh, yeah, well, no, he was. <laughs> These guys, they want that's I, it's nothing. <laughs> Bruiser did what he wanted to do. He he did not read promos. He did not. He he didn't talk about what was going to go on in the ring. That was that was not his agenda. Then man, could he kick ass? And he he was an intimidating guy. He liked me. I'm I'm very fortunate. But make no mistake, he he. he he did well in Japan because he didn't have to take any orders, but every, every territory worked in. He, he didn't stay around long. I don't think, I don't think he was over in WWE. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think that would have, uh, even if he was, I don't think that would have lasted very long. Yeah, no, no, no. 
you know, but by the time we asked for these questions, I don't think it had actually happened yet. Uh, so Conrad from Huntsville wants to know, what'd you think of Cody wrestling with a torn peck? It's, it caused a little bit of a debate online, but I thought it was an incredible performance that people will be talking about for a long, long time. Absolutely. And, and he made, he, <laughs> he made Seth Rollins last night more than Seth ever has since he's been in the company. So it didn't hurt Seth at all to, to lose, knowing that they were going to do this Monday night. You know, they, they had to have a plan. I just hope that he, uh, that pec surgery, he could be out three, four months with that. So I'm assuming he's going to have surgery, right? Yeah. As, as I hear, I think he's going to have surgery on Thursday. Yeah. Oh, so, I'm going to text him. I, I was watching last night and thinking, man, you know, it, it was a lot. I think it was great of Seth to put him over like he did the two times, but knowing what they did last night, I mean, Seth's fresh and you know, he's got a great, a great, I mean, he put a lot of heat on himself last night. The most, the most I've ever seen him put on himself and all because of Cody. Were you surprised that, um, you know, there's been a trilogy of matches now, uh, Cody beat Seth at WrestleMania. He beat him at WrestleMania backlash. Mm. Now he beat him at the main event of uh, hell in a cell in the hell in a cell with essentially one arm. I think conventional wrestling booking, wink, wink would say, well, let me tell you what apps. Let me throw something back. At you right away. I'm sorry to answer a question earlier. Cody Rhodes could have wrestled back in the seventies, eighties too. For Without sure. It. Absolutely. Well, that's what I wanted to get to. Like, I think conventional old school thinking would be if he got a guy who's going to have to leave for surgery, he doesn't win. Now, clearly Seth quote unquote, got his heat back on Monday with a phenomenal angle. I thought that was well done, but, more, but more man, what has ever had, what a statement that, that the company made by having Cody pick up the win, even though he's injured and, and I, I freestyled in my podcast with Tony Schiavone. I wonder how much of that is because they certainly WWE certainly is positioning Cody to be a top guy and they want him to be a top guy. But I think a lot of folks are probably taking a wait and see approach. Like, well, we'll wait and see what WWE really does with Cody. We got our answer when he beat Seth Rollins with one arm, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, I, they're going to make Cody's going to be champion sooner or later. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure that he'll, they'll figure out a way to get, to get that championship off of with uh with where Roman has both of them get one of them off him, now, I think the company functions better with two champions anyway. If you were um, playing Booker, I think a lot of people assumed, well, Cody's probably going to win the Money in the Bank, and then he'll have an opportunity to to win the belt that way. Of course, now it feels like well, he's definitely out because he's having surgery on Thursday. So since he's going to miss that opportunity, and I don't think he'd be back in time for SummerSlam. No. Do no. people naturally start looking to the Royal Rumble? Do you think if you were booking it, you would have Cody win the Rumble? Absolutely. Okay. If that if that's the time frame, those things those things are very delicate. That's that 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 tissue in there takes a long time to heal, and you can't rush it. You know what I mean? You've got to actually follow the doctor's orders. I'm sure he's having it done in Birmingham. And those guys know what they're doing. Anybody was associated with Dr. Andrews will. But you've just got to really, you know, I know guys that have gone down there and stayed in Birmingham for a period of time 
um, Hunter, especially when he had when he tore his quads, and that was just because you need the best the best of care. It's not like you just go to the gym and start doing thigh extensions or bench presses or something like that. Again, you need to be really micromanaged to heal from injuries like that. I think a lot of people have drawn a lot of parallels between Hunter and Cody. And, uh, clearly we saw the pedigree in the match. And then uh, of course, I think a lot of people remember what, what triple H looked like when he tore his peck over in yep. Saudi Arabia, but the parallel of getting hurt during the summer, uh, as you just said, once upon a time, triple H tore his quad makes the big return in time to win the Royal rumble and then comes back and wins the world title at WrestleMania. That's the way you would book Cody again. Let's just do it again. Cody comes back at Royal Rumble, wins it at WrestleMania. Yeah, unless somebody comes along that, that's that's so miraculously, you know. It, 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 first of all, it's hard to determine what they're going to do because there's so many <clears throat> with both companies right now <clears throat> moving parts. But if, if looking at it for just from today, not knowing any more than I do as, as of, as of this moment, that's what I would do with Cody. Yes. Let's go to uh, Keith Taylor's question. He wants to know, did Rick have to pay Vern Gagne a percentage since Vern trained him? I did, but I, I, I was supposed to, but when I got, um, when I was leaving Minneapolis, I asked, um, um, uh, Vern and my dad, well, Vern, Vern first for $400 to go down there to North Carolina. And he said, no, you're going to do it on your own. So I asked my dad and, um, my dad said, no, you're going to do it on your own. I just, you're going to be, you're going to, I'm not spending my money watching you do something. You're not, that's not going to be any good. So I went down there with, I gave Leslie $200, your wife's mother. And I, uh, <laughs> actually, and I took $200. I went down there and, I was I wrestled the first match that night against Abe Jacobs at the Charlotte Coliseum, and um, Crockett called me into the office the next day, and I said I need two thousand dollars. He said, "What can I do?" He wrote me a check for two thousand dollars. So I think I paid Vern for about six months, and then uh, nobody knew I was doing that. And Crockett said, to me, "What are you paying Vern Gagne?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Fuck that shit." You know, he, he, uh, you know, which which is a funny way to look at it because I did owe him, but not for ten years, right? right. Sure, and ten percent for ten years would have been a lot of money. So, um, I, I felt bad on one hand, but on the other hand, I thought, God, um, I made it, and I, you know, I would rather write you a lump sum and all that, but I probably should have just kept paying him, but then. It's the way it is in life. You look back and you say, you know, I should have done this. I should have done that. But, um, cause I absolutely would have never, I didn't think I, as people, as I've told many people, I quit twice. That, that training was so intensely hard and we weren't wrestling. It was just the conditioning. The wrestling was, it was relatively easy. It was the conditioning and, and you know, and getting our ass beat up by Billy Robinson every day. Um, so, you know, that's a tough call, but anyway, that answer, I paid her, I think maybe I, maybe I paid it for a year, but that was it. 
Well, we're going to uh, pay some bills right now and tell you guys about LegacySubs.com. If you're a regular listener, you've probably heard us talk about LegacySubs.com, the professional-grade nutrition supplements made right here in the USA that can help you reach whatever goals you have for your body, your health, your performance, or your well-being. And instead of another ad read, we wanted to share some verified reviews from top-rated an independent review site so you can hear what legitimate customers think of the results they get from legacy products. Like Jonathan had this to say, quote, I was skeptical at first, but after going through my second bottle of recovery PM, I am a true convert. Even with the most strenuous workout days, I sleep and recover fully the next day. We'll continue to support these products going forward and look forward to anything new. Emmanuel says amazing products and very fast shipping. Blake says, absolutely love the leg of the test stack. I feel like I have more drive and energy to power through my workouts. My sleep has also improved. So try Legacy out today at LegacySupps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. And join thousands of satisfied customers who've tried the best-selling testosterone booster Test X9, the best-selling Sleep Aid Recovery PM, or try their newest products like Salted Caramel Protein, it's a salted caramel premium whey protein or no2 pro for the best pump you've ever had and allegedly it even gives you better performance south of the border if you know what i mean don't forget to use promo code flare save 10 percent off your entire order and help support this show level up with LegacySubs.com. that's l-e-g-a-c-y-s-u-p-p-s.com the promo code flare will save you 10 percent now let's do another one here this one's from justin hannah ricky wants to know any good stories about hanging out with Dale Earnhardt or any other NASCAR personalities? Oh God, I used to hang out a lot. Um, Dale Jr. Um, I knew Jeff very well. Um, God, the two brothers um, from um, God, I don't get. I don't get to see them much anymore. The two brothers from um, um, Emporia, Virginia. Oh God! The one, the one was such a handsome guy. Really nice people. Um, the answer to that is I've hung around with a lot of NASCAR guys. The most fun being Dale Jr. Wood Brothers Racing. Uh, Jeff no. Burton. No, 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 no. I know Jeff, of course. No, um, the brothers from Emporia, Virginia. They're great guys. I've been to Myrtle Beach and party with those guys. <laughs> And Dale, before he got married, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Everybody's calmed down but me. Everybody but you. Oh, you're talking about Elliot Sadler. Elliot Sadler, yeah. Elliot, Elliot, God dang Sadler. Woo! <laughs> before he got married. Uh, Big D WWE wants to know, according to uh, IMDb, uh, Jack Nicholson wanted to induct you into the WWE Hall of Fame. Any stories regarding this? Did you ever hear that? The Jack I Nicholson? Never, I never heard that, but I would have loved it. I, I'm one of his biggest fans. That he, 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 he just bought a place uh, about a mile from Wendy's in Rosemary Beach. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, very cool. Oh, I, wow. I, I, I would have liked that because it's hard to say because Hunter did such a great job. You know, it's kind of funny. I watched. Um, the guy from Star Trek and Duck Jerry Lawler. Um, William Shatner. William Shatner. And I watched um, Sylvester Sloan and Doug Hulk. And it's it's hard unless they really watch the business to be outside of it and do the induction justice. Yeah, I agree. I think, 
Yeah. And, and Hunter, of course, knew my whole career, grew up, um, you know, just, he grew up, you know, I was like, he was a big fan of mine. That makes sense. Yeah. Much, much like Sean. So I think that the induction process is better if it, for everybody, if, if it's done by someone that legitimately cares about you and legitimately knows your career inside and out, the good and the bad. Well said. RJ Krasinski wants to know, Rick, what was the best venue in regards to the venue itself and the fans that you wrestled in that people may not think was a great venue? Greensboro, Virginia. Greensboro, North, uh, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Greensboro, North Carolina was a venue for 16,000 people. It was insane. Uh, I mean, I mean it's Chicago is phenomenal. St. Louis is phenomenal, but you know, for me in North Carolina, Greensboro was insanity. It, but of course, it doesn't have the name recognition that it's not that big a city, but boy, you talk about a wrestling city. Unbelievable. Greensboro was our was our, was Crockett to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, everybody everybody came through there. I mean, everybody. Uh, the Funks, the Briscoes, you know Johnny Valentine. I know that the Johnny Valentine tribute when it, for the title for the United States title championship. Um, and all those guys came, just paying tribute to John and. Uh, Man, what a what a party we had afterwards! I got to tell you a funny story. So we're, we're at the Holiday Inn, and Klondike Bill and Paul Jones were walking out of the party, and and there were some some two guys, you know, they smacked around, smacked around uh, Klondike and smacked around Paul Jones, and uh, and then uh, <laughs> The guy apparently said to Paul Jones, where are the rest of these phony wrestlers? Wow. And, and some girls said they're in that room right there. Now, think about this. In the room, Harley, Slater, <laughs> Dusty, both the funks, <laughs> Murdoch. <laughs> They walk into that room, and brother, they take an awakening. <laughs> Let's just say that they went in the hospital, and we were asked to leave the hotel. They both went without an ambulance. Yeah, definitely. Well, bad day for them. Good yeah. day for you. But what, who wants to walk into that group? No. So I've seen people do it stupid enough. Call out Dick Slater, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our way. What did you say? <laughs> As the left is coming over the top of the smoke, <laughs> and then the head of the broken nose. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, incredible. The old, the old days were a special time. <laughs> a little different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just slightly. William Sterling Jr. has more of a statement for you than a question. My oldest just graduated high school. I said, kid, you only graduate high school once. So feel free to strut that ass like your name is Ric Flair. And upon receiving his diploma, he did the Ric Flair strut across the stage like I did in 1998. Thank you for giving us something iconic. 24 years between my graduation and his and the strut remains timeless. If you could give Tyson a shout out for graduating high school, it would make his month. Rick. 
Thank you for a lifetime of memories. What a nice message. I said, you're getting a shout out from the nature boy. It's <laughs> out of the profile and never be afraid to strut. The women love it 24 <laughs> seven. And by the way, grab your girlfriend and make her go woo all night long. Chip Maxi says, uh, Rick, if you decided to stay in the AWA and not gone to JCP, where do you think your career would have ended up? That's a great question because it does feel like Vince essentially borrowed most of that talent to kick off the WWF. Do you think you would have wound up working in the WWF first for Vince? No, you know, because everything changed. Here's my life going down there. I think was, was the best thing that ever happened to me because I was around that it was, they, they made me grow. That makes sense. I had Wahoo and, I, and Wahoo was like my mentor. Dusty was gone. Murdoch, I, I just going south was what made my business. And really what made my business, what really what made me who, who I be, who I eventually became was the airplane crash. And I wouldn't have had occasion to fly in a small plane back then in Minneapolis. And I was so green, you guys. I mean, green. And I've got, Stevens and Bachwinkle and all these guys ahead of me, Bobby Heenan. I'm just lucky that I made had such nice friendship with them. A lot, most young guys, you know, they, you, you, you know, you want to be, you want to be with them so bad, but they don't accept you because it's not normal. But they all accepted me, and that was part of the key to my success. They all liked me, and uh, um, I'm I'm just happy for the opportunity to to. To have started for Vern, like I said, was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. You couldn't have told me that when I was getting my ass kicked every day. But going <laughs> going down and meeting the Crockett's and all that was really where I found my footing. Let's jump into this next one here from Nick. Uh, he says, how happy are you for your daughter, Ashley, after her wedding? From all the pictures through social media, it looks like it was a special day for her. Well, as your wife will attest to, it's the most beautiful wedding I've ever seen, and that, yep. that's hard to say after being at, at your at, at you and me, uh, Megan's wedding, which was incredible too. If, if for nothing else, the backdrop of her home and everything was just beautiful on top of the mountain. But that damn thing in Mexico was over the top. It was absolutely the most beautiful wedding I've ever seen. It looked incredible. The pictures online were just something else, man. And of course, uh, my daughter was graduating high school the exact same day. So I missed it. And I told Ashley, I don't think she thought that was as funny as I did. So, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) probably not. (laughs) Maybe I'll get back in her good graces one day. I don't joke about anything with her. No, no, not, 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 not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trevor by the way i didn't say that in person because i don't want to get figure eight or whatever if you, if you think she kicked Becky lynch's ass oh i know she- i'd be i'm begging for it right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it does like she does to me verbally <laughs> uh, trevor owen says uh ever think under the right circumstances you and tully could have had a good feud great talkers and workers boy that's fun to think about what if what about that you and tully yeah, I know. It's funny. I only wrestled one time. And, and it wasn't good because we both wanted to be the heel. Yes. Like it was a Raleigh, North Carolina, because both of us are just average baby faces. But tell it, make no mistake about it. Tully's a, Tully's a great worker. And, uh, you know, I, I've been, I'll repeat this as long as, as I'm asked the question. Tully and Iron Bowl should be in the Hall of Fame as individuals. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. 
I can give you a list of so many guys that don't belong in it that where those guys should be. And the fact that they're still part of the business, I think is even more indicative of the fact that they've had this longevity. You know, one of the things we talk about and they contribute. We've talked a lot about, you know, Ricky Morton and Ricky Steamboat being these perennial baby faces that you couldn't really see as a heel. And I know Ricky tried it once with Alexandra York, but people still think about him as the classic baby face. Yes. I think Tully is like the classic heel. Could you have ever see him change over to no. being a baby face? I couldn't even imagine that. No. No. He's um yeah, it wouldn't have worked for him. It's hard, you know, and that's what made him good. You, you know, you are who you are, right? I mean, he's, he's very humble and everything now. But when he in his day, man, he was an arrogant little prick. <laughs> <laughs> really, he was. I, I'll tell you this though: when he first popped up in AEW, as were we all. Yes, well, as were we all. Sorry, I wasn't singling him out. <laughs> we were all dicks. <laughs> Whenever he opened his mouth, you. Hated him. I mean, and that was really for me doing these these starcasts over the years. It really took me, uh, sort of caught me off guard. Like, wow, this is like the nicest guy ever. Well, turns out he was just an asshole on TV, or maybe he was in real life back then, but he's not now. No, no, the only two guys that weren't assholes were were Barry and Luger. (laughs) Yeah, Barry just epitome of a nice guy. Luger, um, you know, he was our little virgin that we. My Larry would never drink. <laughs> Welcome to the land of sea breezes, Larry Foyle. <laughs> oh my goodness! Within two months, we had him taking off his shirt for going to the club, oiling his arms down. <laughs> Arm was spraying cologne on him. Larry was pulling <laughs> up those guns. <laughs> Here's the deal, man. He knew it was time to make Here's our big hurry. <laughs> Let's go. Get out of that shower. Can I have a bit of our <laughs> Come get a cold one. <laughs> <laughs> People have no idea. Oh, my God. And before you knew it, he thought, hey, hey, uh, maybe I need to make a change. And this episode of To Be The Man is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. They've helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. And Rick, I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I felt like I needed to make a change, but I knew I just wasn't ready to make that change yet. I wasn't ready yet. And I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zen understands there isn't just one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like it's time and you're ready to make that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you with the right strength, with the right flavor at the right time. And if you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn today one more time, check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Uh, another question here from Drew Landry. Uh, Rick, to be the man, your WrestleMania 18 match, The Undertaker 
in my mind, should you have gone over with orange spine buster? What say you? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, w- I would never be the one to take down the Undertaker streak. But I tell you what, when Iron hit him with that, you, the, it, it was equally as loud as anything else I heard that night. Like, I can't say it was a bigger pop than the Rock and Hulk, but man, when Iron slid in there and gave him that, they 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 thought we they thought we had him, and that's that's all that matters, you know. They thought we had him, and boy, that what a curveball! Is that probably the largest crowd Arn would have performed in front of? I know he wasn't an in-ring performer at that time, but it's a stadium show, a dome show. Well, no, I guess you guys had like 27,000. Well, no, that was more. Yeah, I'm just thinking that might be one of the biggest crowds Arn was ever in front of. That was 60,000 people, wasn't it? It's unbelievable when you think about how big that was. And really, in hindsight, how short Arn's career was. The real it, tragedy that it was cut short, so short. Oh, God, I know. It's like, it's like Steve Austin. And same thing, neck injury. The people have the nerve to ask me if Weston's real, even to this day. Some guy sitting across me and says, that's not really real. I, I don't I just can't even talk to him. We got, you know, you look at the guys that have suffered broken necks and careers ended. And then I can remember calling Aaron. I was in Montreal wrestling Hogan and, and I called Aaron and he was in the hospital and he was just screaming. The pain was so bad. And I mean, it's when I cracked C five and six of my neck, well, I know in my, my, I didn't have surgery, but, um, because they didn't have that, what wasn't available at that time. That technology wasn't what it is today. But man, did it hurt! Wow. And I just would get in the ring. I, I didn't take any time off. I was with the with the guards, but I would just get in the ring and chop something a couple of times and get back out. I didn't do anything for about two months. But I was on the marquee, and you know, we went back to we went to work. <laughs> no matter what, guys, I'm not kidding you. 68,237 fans there for WrestleMania 18. So yeah, I think that might've been, and I know it wasn't a regular match, but yeah, big moment for Arn for sure. Absolutely. Uh, FH 89 writes, Hey Rick, as a big fan of yourself and Brett Hart, I always hated hearing about you guys not getting along wondering when was the last time you saw Brett and how do you guys get along these days? I saw Brett at WrestleCon. We get along great. Uh, Dave McClay says, did you pick Kurt to be your final opponent during your first WWE run? Of course, he's talking about the whole loser leaves town match that you guys had on raw was uh, Mr. Perfect, your handpicked opponent by you, or was that Vince's call? It was Vince's call, but it was, it, 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 it's exactly who I would have liked to lose to. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know that it, it, I, I think I gave him a shot in the arm, but I mean, C- Kurt was a phenomenal performer and, uh, the storyline that I was just that the first draw was me and Tito. Kurt got involved, the second raw ever. I mean, those are historical moments in itself to be on the first draw. Yeah. And the, and the second, right? And going back to, to Atlanta to run into all that bullshit. Jesus. <laughs> the guy I went to work for was fired before I got there. <laughs> Crazy Bill, times. Bill Watson. Uh, Alex Rogers says, whose idea was the, no, then the classic line is, so Oli's Oli's the new boss, right? So he goes to me, this is typical Oli. So what, 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 what value do you bring to me? Bring to the company after losing a loser leave town on national TV last night. I said, this motherfucker, 
What value do I bring? I'm over more than anybody you've got in this company right now and will be for the next 10 years. And I walk next door to Bob Doohan. I said, it's me or him. That's why he doesn't like me. Ole was gone. <laughs> oh, well. That's the true story. Bob do it's older than me. What a dumbass. What value do I bring after losing? I don't know. Your ratings are 2.1 <laughs> or 1.1. Who even knows how bad they were? The king yeah, of, was limping along then for sure. The king of old school. <laughs> His book and went out when Harley Race. <laughs> By the way, he never told Harley Race what to do. And he still has to beat up the Briscoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. No, no. Jack six feet under, he couldn't beat him up. <laughs> uh, Alex Rogers says, whose idea was the I'll never retire speech? I was there live, and it was an all-time favorite moment at a live show. It was Vince's idea in my, in my speech. <laughs> well, you, I'll was never retire! <laughs> I'm going to text Vince today and say, I think you should, you should, you and I should have one last encounter at, at SummerSlam. <laughs> we deserve it. And before I retire the next day, <laughs> Vince spent the hand against Ric Flair. I'll take the bumps. Vincent punches me. I'll get, take a blade. We'll drive the crowd crazy. I'll fall on my face. <laughs> How easy is that? Well, I think it's a formula. Uh, <laughs> Brad Stanton was, I recently watched you and Magnum at super clash one. What'd you think of the match and the venue? It was Comiskey park. Did you like wrestling in Comiskey park? That's a big time deal, right? Well, that was, that was for Vern or or a cool promotion. Uh, It was okay. Magnum. I I like working with Magnum. He's a good worker. Good, real good hand and a great kid. Uh, Doug says, uh, is there a video of you from Charlotte, 1992, where you spoke before Reagan? I was there working for Faircloth. Yeah. It was a dud until you came on and saved it. Would love to see it again. Yeah. I was right there. People forget the, the people I've met over the years, you know, from the Bushes to Ronald Reagan, Strom Thurmond, Jesse Helms. I mean, you know, whether you like them or didn't like them, I've, I've met some very historical people in the political world. Uh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, how yeah. many people can say they went to North Korea? Yeah, yeah, exactly. With Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Uh, Dylan wants to know when you took that back body drop off the ladder from Matt Hardy during the Money in the Bank match, did you injure your knee? For, on TV, I did. Yeah. I just know how to work, tell him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lost start. <laughs> It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, Don wants to know as NWA champion, you've traveled to lots of different territories. Which one was your favorite one to work? Florida. No brainer. Just because of the, the West, Palm, West Palm beach on Monday, Tampa, Tuesday, Cowboys, Tuesday night, TV, Wednesday morning, Miami, Miami beach, Wednesday night. Thursday, Jacksonville, Friday, Sarasota, back to Tampa, Sunday, the Bayfront Center, back to Tampa, party all night, or Saturday, Sunday, Orlando, drink um, all the way back from Orlando, and gone the next day, Monday to another territory. 
Dave McClay says. I did not sleep a lot in Florida. <laughs> no, you were having fun every night. Every day you're at the beach, you're in good weather. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder why you're in Tampa now. I wonder yeah. why. Before I forget the beach. I was at the Yucatan liquor stand, the Ocean Club, and the Dolls with Joe and Dino. <laughs> Two of your friends. Well, there's that. And that's why you need to stay in Huntsville. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Thompson agrees. <laughs> she agrees. Whoever we're going to have as a guest on the show. <laughs> yeah, we can make that happen. Can you imagine? How long would she last? Would she make it to our first commercial? I don't know. Yeah, we'd get her and Ashley together to shoot on me. <laughs> yeah, you really want a roast come the 29th? Let's just get the <laughs> wives up there and just let everybody else sit in the front row. Hey, my friend Dave Burkoff called me this morning. He's bringing eight people buying the biggest table they can get. And, uh, I love it. They, he's the guy that he's like he's worth five hundred million dollars. He's the guy that created MRI. The oh MRI. wow! Yeah, Dave's coming. That's Call awesome. Him. He said we're coming to support. How much or where we're going? <laughs> I said I'll have uh, his wife and Kelly are friends, so I'll uh, I'm having Kelly do all that. Dave McClay says, uh, why is it that you called the NWO the worst faction in the history of the business on the legends of wrestling roundtable discussion when you guys talked about factions? Cause I was mad that <laughs> I was mad because it, it, it just, yeah, it, it, it's just something set out of anger. They actually were a great faction. Um, it, it's got nothing to do with anybody with, it had nothing to do with the individuals. But the truth is, they just kind of took over the company and did what they wanted to do. And the boss let them do it. Well, I've also heard you say over the years, and maybe this wasn't even on a show. I think it may have just been you and I talking that a cool heel cuts the legs out from under the baby face. And so, like, when they became the cool heel, it sort of made WCW kind of lame. And then when. You know, the, uh, the what, what, didn't overcome the NWO at war games. And instead they smashed your head. It was like North Carolina was done for WCW. I was done. Yeah. They've never drawn a house since. Yeah. So, but that was, that's Eric's call. You know, wasn't NWO, but Eric, you know, and also I, what I, what I say is that it, I mean, just out of curiosity, would we'll, this will be debated forever. How does a company of that magnitude go out of business. Yeah. Oh. The, the wrestlers, the wrestlers are running the company. Yeah. And the boss is going along with it. I know, uh, one of the things you and I talked about specifically once upon a time is the horseman parody. So you guys had this big magical moment mm-hmm. where Kurt is receiving orange spot and it's a very powerful promo from Arn. Awesome. The next week, the NWO essentially pisses all over it, does a big spoof. But at the end of that segment, shouldn't the horsemen have came down and just beat the shit out of the NWO? Wouldn't that have made sense? We not only didn't get we not only didn't get get the jump on him, we didn't even get a promo. Right. I I hate to say it, but thanks, Eric. Yeah. (laughs) You know whose idea that was? Terry Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it'd be cool. Well, ask Arn how cool it was. Yeah. I mean, I understand there was hey, some hurt hey, feelings. I, I, I was really crying. 
because that's how much iron meant to me yeah no i and I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it at that point in my life i was broken anyway so i wasn't afraid to be emotional i wasn't trying to be emotional it just was that it was that great and then they made a joke out of it yeah i heard henning walk into the locker room and started laughing afterwards so that, that, that's too bad for him yeah um, T nice wants to know what really happened with you and the fans at Harrisburg high school in the early days of Jim Crockett. I was a kid and heard that you fought a fan after they attacked Greg Valentine. And then the fans smashed the windows on your Cadillac. Any of that true or just a vicious rumor? It's absolutely true. <laughs> it's the last time I'm sticking up for Valentine. <laughs> no, we had a full on fight about five of them against me and Greg, but we won. But by the time I got out of the locker room, my, all my windows were gone on my El Dorado. Oh, my God. There's the bird. The home of Ralph Sampson. Wow. That's, that's where, that's where uh, James Madison University is. Uh, here's one I know you're going to love answering. Mitchell Barnett wants to know. The fans, the fans in the old days did not mess around. And half the time, the cops were fans. So they weren't of any help. We're probably lucky, we're probably lucky we didn't go to jail for kicking ass. Yeah. Do you think the cops let it go because they thought it was just part of the show? No, I think they let it go because it was you know, this would have been a melee that everybody be pointing fingers. It's like, believe it or not, the night that Ole got cut from yeah. here, from he cut his wrist trying to block it from here to his lower abdomen, right? Right to his groin, they put Ole in jail, not the guy that did it. That's unbelievable. Yeah. The fans, yeah. the fan, the fans ran it. And I think as the story goes, because it's become a legendary story, I guess, in that area, uh, former friend of the show, because sadly she's passed away, Miss Peggy, she was there to like help hold some pressure on Ole just until some yeah, yeah, yeah. He, right. he, he fell apart like a slab of meat. Yeah. No shit. Unbelievable. Uh, let's talk about some happier times. Mitchell Barnett wants to know, seriously, how great is it to be Ric Flair from the outside looking in? It's got to be one of the top five best lifestyles in the history of, well, mankind, probably. I guess that's why you're the man. It has not sucked being Ric Flair, has it, Rick? <laughs> Overall, no. <laughs> I <had> my moments. <laughs> Overall, it's been great, but I mean, don't, I've had some ups and downs and I'm not ashamed to admit it, you know, but right now my life couldn't be better than man. I'm minding my P's and Q's. <laughs> you really are. I mean, that's the thing. I, I think, uh, nobody gets it. I, I've really settled down. I, you have. I have. I talk, yeah. but I don't know very little. <laughs> You're not closing the bar down and, uh, the only time there's a scene in a restaurant is when it turns into a meet and greet. I've been yeah. with. Yeah, no, I actually, I go upstairs at 10 o'clock. You do? The other night after I saw you at Dino's birthday party, I had those two plates of food. Yeah. Kelly drove us back. I mean, I was so tired. I just crawled upstairs at 8 o'clock and went to sleep. I was so tired from the week between filming with you and the WWE thing. And, uh, you know, boy, if I cried in that way, wait till it, <laughs> Wait till they wait till they that baby. <laughs> they wanted full on 
Ric Flair, I gave it to him. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> there were some receipts in that one. <laughs> I might only have one more chance to give them, but I gave them. <laughs> yeah, I heard a few of those, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what makes air there. Uh, let's just say yeah. that. Well, they promised me. I said, I'm not going to say it if you guys aren't going to play it. That was the deal. That Tom Rinaldi is a hell of a guy, man. Yeah. He asked me some incredible questions. You know, the what, what is the good, this is the good, this is something we should talk about now. So one of the last questions he asked me, he said, so how many times is it really that you've been world champion, crowned world champion? And I said, 21. He said, lay them out for me. I said, okay, Jack Fineno, Santa Domingo, twice. Victor Jovica um, in uh, Trinidad, once. Harley in New Zealand, once. And that's five, right? Uh, Jovica, uh, Veneno, twice. Harley, that's four. 20. Oh, no, no. And the one was stinging me. I think about the one was stinging. I did to get the belt off. Remember that we had two champs at WCW. Yep. They didn't count that. Sorry. That's 21. And this was crazy. When when Kurt's talking about someone breaking my record, (laughs) it'll be a while. (laughs) So I'm on that. I'm happy with 16, but you, you, I, it's funny. Uh, Oh, what? You forgot Carlos Colon. Oh, Carlos Colon. Yeah. Yeah. So Jack Benino, uh, Jack Benino, Carlos Colon, Victor Jovica. Yeah. There's a handful in there. They don't recognize for sure. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm happy with the 16 times, but, uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> I was so, that, that was some terrifying, we're talking about wrestling in the South being rough. Wrestling in the islands. I was the first white guy to go down there, and you know, Carlos had me. Actually, me in the funks, but and and Abdullah, but me first in the championship picture. Um, those um those fans down there were just insane. I mean, they just play. You know, San Domingo is a militarized a militarized state. I guess they call it right. And the guys, the the, the police are 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 are. are uh, our fans got a, the guy pointed a 45, right? Put it right to, to, to Roddy Piper's head when he tripped him. I mean, like, wow. yeah, not to the fans, to Roddy. Then they, they tore the building down. They, they, the first time they burned it down. And the second time they took the, the mortar out and I didn't burn it down. I mean, they set it on fire. Yeah. Second time they knocked on a wall. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 and nobody speaks English. It's not fun. That's why I'm glad George Napolitano's coming to to the roast and all that. George George was in San Domingo with me. He can tell you that, that natives were restless. <laughs> the uh, the idea of being a heel with that much heat makes me think you need life insurance. Go to GoliathLife.com right now. Get a quick quote from 20 different carriers. Think about how much time that's going to save you. It's going to make it easy. You pick your terms. You pick your payment. You pick your price. And life insurance is not about you. It's about your family and providing peace of mind for you. Because what's going to happen to them without your income? 
You don't want to think about that. You want to know everything's taken care of. Thanks to goliathlife.com. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. Here's another one here. Uh, Matt wants to know, why, Rick, did you always stay clean shaven throughout your career? That's interesting. We never saw Rick Flair with a beard. Why not? I don't know. I just found that comfort zone. And I, it was, um, oh, I had, a, I had a, a, that Joe Namath mustache for a while when I first started. Yeah. And it was, I just, um, and then I did that, um, what do you call it? That, that half shaven look for a while back in the eighties. But I, I know I just like being clean shaven. Here's what I know you're going to love. Joseph Walters wants to know what are your top three favorite Charlotte matches? Um, well, there's gotta be the ones with Sasha and, uh, um, she's had two incredible matches with, with Sasha. And then I personally, I loved I loved the, uh, I quit match with Rhonda and I love the the match they had the first time they wrestled with Becky when Becky uh when she was out, yeah, yeah. She beat the shit out of her with the the stick. Yeah. 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 And I so much respect for all the girls, but I'm asking me my favorite. The what the one with Sasha where they were in that cage and and I was sit, sitting there backstage watching. I didn't know what they were doing. And it looked like Sasha got hurt before the match started. Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah, I mean, what a match that was. I mean, incredible. Hell in the cell, right? Yeah, but they, somehow they did something where it looked like Sasha got hurt in the beginning, and then they went back in. I mean, what a match. I mean, geez, they, they, they have they have steamboat flare chemistry. I liked uh, um, I so, There's so much more left in, in that storyline between those two. I totally agree. Yeah. When, when Sasha beat. Uh, I hope it works out that she comes back. Oh, absolutely. Me too. But when Sasha beat Charlotte in Charlotte for the title and like had her bent over the rail in the, in the stands, that was just a couple rows down from Beth. And it was such a cool visual. That was a really fun match. Um, when Charlotte beat Sasha, Sasha beat Charlotte on raw in the main event in Charlotte. Oh yeah. 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 And they had all kinds of weapons in that one too, but man, that was an unbelievable match. Yeah, they, they they just have unbelievable chemistry. Yeah, and, and I think it was Jim Ross I heard in 2013, or maybe it was 2014, he said Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair are a modern-day Flair steamboat. And I think they lived up to that. Like, it, they had some fantastic matches. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I didn't mean to exclude Naomi. I hope Naomi comes back, too. She's oh, of course. Very, yeah. very talented girl. But, you know, everybody overreacts. You know, you think, oh, God, but. You know, calmer heads usually prevail, and Vince always thinks things out. I'm sure he was really upset at the minute, but he's too smart to let that those two girls get away. Yeah, and, and the lack and the lack of just have to accept it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's always about you. There's a, they got heat in the locker room. Okay, what's the locker room? Change it every day. 
And, and by the way, if you got heat, say it to their face. Uh, so listen, there's been a lot of, uh, people talking about the, the heat that is MJF and people want to know, you know, what was real? What wasn't, uh, is it a work? Is it a shoot? And you were in some of those pretty tense moments once upon a time with Eric Bischoff. What'd you, you've seen it all. What'd you think of that? Well, I know for a fact with me and Eric, it was a shoot. <laughs> Especially when I came back in Greenville, I was a shoot. Um, you know, we 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 agreed to get along now, but I I just can't imagine. And I think I told you, I can't imagine if it being a work that Tony would ever let a wrestler in a company talk to him like that. So yeah. I I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I don't know whether it's a work or a shoot. Uh, I guess we'll find out Wednesday if he's there Wednesday or not, because he's a vital part of the, he's a very vital part of the show. So um, I'm sure with the money issue, I'm sure Tony can fix that. Oh, of course he can. What I like about it is people are talking about it, and when yeah. wrestling fans can gravitate to something, and I mean, you and I were together certain places. We won't say where this past week and multiple times people would say, Hey, what about this MJF thing? Yeah. It's what everybody's talking about. So if the, if the, the, the idea is let's get people talking mission accomplished, the business needs that. Yes. Yeah. And I, I used to be able to go nowhere here, but I was saying none. And then they say, well, no one's watching because of the playoffs. Well, that's <laughs> It, it, it just it, it it's in it's insanely difficult to maintain storylines that move people enough to keep it in the mainstream conversation of life. Yeah, and those storylines are hard to find. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 and that's why those, those writers and God bless them and Vince and Tony and whoever spend countless hours. Thinking just like you and I do, you you do five podcasts a week. You know, I mean, I'm just doing this. I've been answering questions. Yeah, you know, but I'm putting a lot of time personally now into getting ready for the, this match in Nashville, which is taking uh, not a physical toll on me, but I'm, just, I'm tired all the time. <laughs> I still make it out for a beer at five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, here let's uh let's skip to a wrestling question here. This is uh from at wrestling question. If you were creating a group and there were only four people left on earth, you and Jeff Jarrett are two of them, why would Jeff still not be a horseman? <laughs> That's so great. I love that that this is the thing that keeps on giving, man. I don't know. No, actually Jeff could be a could have been a horseman. Jeff's a hell of a worker and everything. I, I don't, I don't even say it's funny. I don't remember that though. I swear to God, I don't remember Jeff ever being a horseman. And I, I mean, I can all the name, all the guys I had in there. I don't remember him ever being one. Cause he wasn't there. It is. Yeah. Uh, DM wants to know if you never discovered wrestling, what would you have done? And what are you most proud of in your career? And what are you most proud of outside of wrestling? Uh, outside of wrestling, it would be my two daughters. Well, there you go. Um, Megan and Ashley and their success. Um, personally, boating, fishing, 
having fun, hanging out with you when you're allowed, <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with Dino and Joe. Um, I, I, I like being on the road, signing autographs. Uh, I'm always going to want to travel. I'm never going to be able to just sit home. So people are stuck with me in that, in that capacity. Um, and I, and I love it's, it's, it's something I'm going to love. I, I love to watch the wrestling. I like, I like to, sometimes I want to say things that I get in trouble for, but make comments on things, but it just, it's not worth it. Um, but I even call you sometimes and ask you what you think you say. Absolutely not. <laughs> I say, can I tweet this guy? And you say, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just okay. trying to look out. <laughs> That's why I can't work Twitter myself. <laughs> Amen to that. Roll tied to that. Uh, and, and that's why I always recommend that you start your day with AG1. I recently started taking Athletic Greens. Well, because my wife made me. Guys, this is a real story. My wife, Megan, has been using Athletic Greens long before they were a sponsor here on the show because she cared about better gut health. She wanted more energy, she wanted to optimize her immune system. She hated taking pills or vitamins. She wanted a supplement that would actually taste great. And that's why she's doing one delicious scoop of AG1 every day, every morning. That's all it takes. One scoop and a cup of water and you're good to go. You'll be absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's going to help you start your day right. It's going to help you take care of your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your aging, all the things. And this is a real deal, guys. Don't take mine and Rick's word for it. Athletic Greens has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. And with AG1, you're really investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. It's cheaper than what you've been spending on coffee in the morning, I'm sure. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you're eating keto or paleo or vegan or dairy-free or gluten-free, it's got less than one gram of sugar. It's got no GMOs. It's got no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, and it still tastes good. It's going to support mental clarity and alertness, better sleep quality and recovery. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Seriously, it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash flare. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash flare to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We've got a handful of questions uh, here, and then we'll wrap this one up, Rick. Uh, this is a fun one. I know you're going to love this. How much was discussed with your match with Kerry Von Eric in the cage where the main story was the free birds turning on them? Uh, probably. 20 minutes of explanation. And, uh, and you guys made magic people are still talking about to this day. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was, um, you know, I love Michael. I love, I love, I love the free birds. And of course the Von Eric's are just phenomenal kids. And that boy, you talk about wild fans that night too. I mean, I, that conversation has come up on three different occasions, but the fans were riotous that night there. Um, it was a long walk back to the uh, dressing room. After that, uh, we're thinking of our friend Mongo today, and Brandon wants to know what's your best Mongo story, Rick? Oh, God, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know, God. I got so many. 
Oh, God. <laughs> God, you know, I, I, I don't want to talk about a guy that can't defend himself. Let me just put it like this. He was a horseman over and around in every which way. He, I used to say to him, because Mongo would spend a fortune, he was, he was better buying drinks than me. And I'd say, Mongo, slow down. I got more money than I got time, kid. <laughs> As it turned out, you know what I mean? So just a wonderful guy. Probably the best time I ever had with him was he, he came to uh, spend Christmas with me, Christmas week in, in Charlotte. He just got divorced, and uh, he was staying at the Park Hotel, or, or Megan can tell you about it, those Christmas parties I used to have for the, the gyms. And we had about 300 employees in all nine gyms. Roby's instructors galore was paradise. Um, and uh, Mongo came downstairs. <laughs> he was wearing a Santa hat and a Christmas jacket, smoking a cigar and carrying a bottle of Jack Daniels. And he was insulting everybody in the room. And I, my, I said, Steve, I go, my bankers are here. You know, these I have lawyer friends on he looked like Dan Aykroyd from coming back or changing places. Oh yeah. <laughs> Only thing missed him was a big hammer, big slab of uh, uh, <laughs> salmon. Yeah. Oh, he could be brutal. <laughs> Mongo wasn't shy, baby. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Mongo, you're not gonna believe this, but he wants to come to, to uh, Nashville. That would really excite me. We would love to have him. I'm talking to Steve right now about Thuzio. Uh, you know, he'd have to come by ambulance, but he really wants to come. So I, I'm hoping that that can work out. Steve and Thuzio, the folks at Thuzio are working on it right now. Man. How, how cool would that be? How special. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, forget he, his wife just texted me. Um, hey, um, congratulations on that. Mongo really wants to come. And I went, wow. So I called Steven, and Steven said, look, Let's go to work on it. So I, I think that's a real possibility. Brian Grossman wants to know, I recall you mentioning you're from the Twin Cities. I myself am born and raised in St. Paul. Do you ever visit Minneapolis or St. Paul? And what's your favorite place to go when you're in town? Gosh, I haven't been back in a long time. But, um, yeah, I mean, I love Minneapolis. I don't know St. Paul that well, but I love Minneapolis. I grew up there. And I don't even know what the current bars are now, but I'm sure I'd like them. I, I like Minneapolis in the summertime. I can't stand it in the winter. I can still remember shoveling my dad out of six feet of snow when I was like six years old. Ricky, grab the shovel. I got to go to the hospital. <laughs> Forget that shit. It's like I said, the minute I made my first thousand dollars, I forgot how to do anything mechanical. Including <laughs> screwing a light bulb. <laughs> I refuse to. <laughs> Last one, Michael Cohen wants to know what was the positive experience, if any, Rick had while briefly working in Impact Wrestling. None whatsoever. <laughs> I had fun. With, I know I had fun with the guy. It's making a mistake, but I mean, I, I certainly didn't. I certainly didn't in, in, enhance my legacy. <laughs> if, if, if I guess if, if going down the aisle in a wheelchair, taking a bump. <laughs> 
and the best time I had was with Jay Lethal. And I was going to say, I, yeah, I had great times with Jay Lethal, uh, James Storm, uh, Bobby Roode, um, AJ. I mean, shit, I had a great time. Uh, and I've gotten to be good friends with Chris Abyss, Abyss, who works for the uh, company now, WWE. Yeah, that's uh, nothing negative. Just my performance level was so low. So sketchy back then. Not sketchy. It was the shits. <laughs> My level of performance was the shits. <laughs> well, people absolutely loved that segment with you and Jay. I, th- I still think it's one of the most watched viral clips in Impact Wrestling history. And and next week, since you know we've uh, we've been seeing some clips of you getting ready for your last match and Jay helping you along with that, I thought. Why not go back and relive some of that? It set the internet on fire. Now the idea that you're training for a comeback and, and back then, man, people just absolutely loved your interaction with Jay. So I'm glad to hear that that was a highlight. We'll look at that next week. We'll watch the woo off with you with lethal and have a little fun next week, man. And, and talk about Jay lethal and how much respect you have for him and how excited we are that he's a part of, uh, your, your comeback and helping you get ready, man. Yeah. We should have him call in. Well, let's do it. Let's see if we can make that happen, man. It would be a great time to catch I, go, okay. I have to, I have to go out there today and practice with him again. So, um, I'll ask him. Well, sounds good, man. Stay tuned, boys and girls. We'll be back next week on the podcast. <laughs> What's that? We could have a woo off on the podcast. I'm for it. And maybe even the macho man stops by. You never know when lethal's around. We'll be back next week, boys and girls, right here on to be the man talking all things. Jay lethal going to have some fun times next week. Don't forget this week. Stay tuned online at Starcast events on social media. fun stuff coming your way. Nashville. We're headed to you end of July. See you soon. Woo. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com.